Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Hop Hound Brew Pub in Murray for Racer Report Live. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder with you. As always, you can join us every Monday at noon to be part of our uh, live restaurant audience here at the Hop Hound. The show will be uh, re-aired at 6 p.m. on Froggy 103 and then uh, living forever over at GoRacers.com on the Racers Podcast Central. Dave, the sun came up this morning. You know, it did. It also came up Sunday morning. Yes, it did. So it's come up two mornings since yes. Saturday. It's been good. And so, yeah, it's, you know it's what? Been a tough weekend for Racer basketball, but new opportunities lay ahead. Well, we were talking about that, and I don't care who you are, what league you play in, what level you play in, it seems like every basketball season is going to present a level of adversity that every team, every coach has got to deal with. And I was looking at the, the Murray State men's team. You know, they lost a tough one to SIU at home on Saturday. they got ten games left. This is yep. just the halfway point, and, and so many opportunities uh, abound going forward for the men's team. They haven't played Belmont yet. they still got another game with SIU. Um, they get another game with uh, I. they still got Evansville and Valpo as well, uh, just to name a few of that ten. And so the, the opportunities are here, and it all starts Tuesday night with Illinois State. And then the ladies now, they have a little bit of a, a reprieve. They don't have a midweek game this week. Right. Then they go to Belmont on Friday. That's a 6 o'clock game in, in Nashville. And then don't play again until the next Friday. Right. So I think this is a, a time for them to almost go back to a little bit of a, a mini uh, training camp, whatever, and, I, I, and, and get back to, their, yeah. to, to the way they were playing not long ago. Not worried about the opponent, just worried about themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Coach Turner, who we'll talk to coming up in a little bit, uh, uh, will have the troops ready to go on Friday. Uh, a full uh, cast of characters will join us uh, here today on the Race Report Live. Murray State men's basketball coach Steve Prohm will be with us, uh, as well as junior forward Nick Ellington. And then Rochelle Turner will be in later, as well as uh, senior forward Hannah McKay. All right, David, time uh, for our McBee Heating and Air Hot Topic of the Week, brought to you by McBee Heating and Air, your authorized Reem Pro partner, what have you got? Let's let's talk about Caitlin Young just for a moment. Yep. Joined the 2,000 point club at Murray State last week, and um, I just think back to the the decades I've been able and been privileged to watch uh, Murray State basketball men and women since uh, I arrived in 1983. I've I've seen so many uh, great players. Was everything in color back then? <laughs> Was TV? color in 1983 I think it was but it was standard definition I I do know that but um you know I I just look back and now that I'm heavily involved with the Murray State Hall of Fame I start looking for future Hall of Famers while they're still playing and obviously Caitlin is one of those but just to see her accomplish that uh, that 2000 point mark last week uh boy it's that's the, the the most fun of this job is being able to see the really truly greatest of the great yep do their thing and she has been so good uh just from the way she handles herself on the floor and off it and her work ethic and just all of that stuff she is definitely someone that we can uh we can be very proud of and then what she got 2029 sitting right now right yep well sheila smith who's uh all-time record has held since 1989 i saw her play too uh 2287 so she's definitely got a chance she's to, to, make, to make a run at that, too. Just to tick over 20 a game the mm-hmm. rest of the way. And she's got a chance. Depending how many postseason games they have, certainly mm-hmm. uh, within the realm to reel in uh, Sheila. But, uh, so that's, that's a, the hot topic of the week. Yep. You just don't see that every day, and we should really take a moment to, 
to soak that in because it's not every day someone gets to 2,000 points at, at the same school. Well, that is our McBee Heating and Air Hot Topic of the Week brought to you by McBee Heating and Air, your authorized Ream Pro partner. We come back, we will talk with the head coach of the Murray State men's basketball program, Steve Prohm. That is next on the Racer Report Live, live from the Hot Pound Brew Pub. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome back to the uh, Hot Pound Brew Pub. Murray, Kentucky, Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined now by Murray State men's basketball coach Steve Prohm. Uh, we're joking before we got started. Uh, you've, been here, you've been here a minute now. Uh, we've, seen, we've seen it all, haven't we? The good, the bad, the indifferent uh, in the middle. Um, as you said, postgame uh, on Saturday, this is it's basketball, it's sports, it's life. You're, you're going to have some, some haymakers come from the side, and you just got to figure out how to respond to that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just how do you respond to these next 48, 72 hours. And, you know, man, Saturday night, is it lonely? Is it agonizing? Uh, there's no question about it. <laughs> uh, but then Sunday morning, you get up, you go to church, uh, you got your family, um, and you got to get in the office and, and you go to work and and then when you walk in there you got to you we, we you talk about it you analyze it and you got to now we got to yeah. get ready for the next next step and that's Illinois state and got to put that behind us you know southern illinois 2 weeks ago they're in the same situation right you know um up 20 you know, at the half with yeah, bradley and, yeah. and kicked it away and and so uh obviously you know some things we could have done better um but it's over and now we got to we got to we got to learn from it and and you know we played really well for again you know for for long stretches uh to put us up 20 uh but the free throw line you know uh and what happens sometimes too is you know you run an action and and we didn't even get into our action we got fouled right so the problem is is it takes no time off the clock it's an over the back we shooting a free throw they get the ball back no time off the clock and um you know it came down to possession. We missed. They made, and uh, it ended. And so, uh, obviously, it's an agonizing loss. But uh, I can't remember the one time I remember a situation like that. We ended up winning at the end. Uh, this time, unfortunately, we were on the other end. And uh, but this league, you don't have time to sit here and feel sorry for yourself. Right. You got a good team coming in. You got to get ready and you got to move on. And uh, it's good that we play Tuesday. You don't have to wait a week. You know, I'm ready to get back out there and play. Uh, you know, we just finished a lot of our preparations for Illinois State, and so, you know, ready to move on and move forward. The old adage of you win or you learn, uh, just in terms of, of lessons learned. And I know it's maybe just easy, like, hey, man, it's layups, it's free throws or, or whatever, but was there any any takeaway that you can stick in your back pocket for a later day or too, still a little too close to it? No, I mean, I think that's what we went through. I just The yeah. first thing I did when the game ended, I went to my office and I just watched the last 15 minutes to see, all right, these 20 possessions, you know, what what did we do, what did we not do, what can we have done better? You know, the problem, what happened really is it went from 20 to 10 so fast because we missed, I think in that span, we were 0 for 6 from the free throw line. We missed a, we missed a layup. Uh, we missed a 15-footer. And now it is 55-45. Well, the game's a whole different game with 10 minutes right. to go in a 10-point game. You know, the one thing that looking back, um, you know, maybe a little bit more of some of our stagger action, some of our racer action, uh, to just get a little bit more movement, uh, whether it's into a set or into some actions, but a little bit more stuff late in the shot clock. But I don't even know, looking back, if we had time for that because it became a 10-point game, you know, quickly um, because the free throw line bit us a little bit. And then, you know, 
there was a couple times, you know, where we turned it over. I, th- I thought our, our tougher shots came in the last couple minutes, not really in that, not, not really in that 15 to five minute range. Certainly, SIU's defensive intensity picked up there at, at about that time, too. Credit to them. They, they played really good in that second half. I hear you often talk about when the ball – you can't let the ball stick. Yeah. And in this it, league, when it sticks, it's tr- it, whatever it play bad. you're running, it's just not going to go. It's no. got to be move, move, move. Yeah. Quick, when quick, it quick. sticks, everybody's yelling at me because it doesn't <laughs> look good. I thought we had better ball movement in the first half. Yeah. You know, because we got stops in the second half as well. We did a great job. And we've really grown on that end of the floor. Um, what happened is after our set, our initial set in this game, um, man, we just got stagnant and we tried to beat guys one-on-one instead of continuing just, hey, if a guy's open, pass. You know, the big thing against this league is you just got to slice cut a lot. You got to open gaps a lot. And, and, and when we had in our possessions, if we had 20 possessions to finish that last 15 minutes, thought 10 were really good, 10 we need to learn from, whether it was turning it over, um, that the action we we may 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 made a good play, but we turned it over. Um, but it's the kind the, t- the times we took the tough shots is when the ball sticks, and when the ball sticks in this league, these teams are too good defensively. The ball's got to continue to move, and you saw we had a lot of driving kicks and some good things in the first half. So it's just the consistency of doing it all the time, and then understanding that. These games, they're not over till it's over. You've got to finish these teams. You've got to put them away because these teams are resilient in this league. It's like a, it's a boxing match. you just got to keep, keep throwing punches. I just saw today where a year ago the Missouri Valley Conference was 16 in the country. This morning it's 10. So yeah, the league's I mean, gotten a lot better too. Well, it's been consistent. It was already good. Year, but now year it's really year out. Last year was probably, you know, one of its lower numbers in years. Mm-hmm. I mean, consistently this is a 9-10 9 through 12 uh, league. The only leagues above us are the Power Six, American, and Mountain West. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. He's Steve Perron. We come back, we'll look ahead to tomorrow's uh, home matchup with Illinois State. We'll do that next. We're live at the Hop Pound Brew Pub for Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder with Murray State men's basketball coach Steve Prohm. Uh, you're going to get the guys back in the gym uh, today for the first time. There's ebbs and flows through every season, uh, you know, and obviously it's now been it's been two days since Saturday. Just in terms of, of what you feel like you have with the makeup of this team and, and having gone through some struggles earlier in the year, uh, mentally, you know, it feels like mentally you guys got to get ready, but at the same time, how, how do you think they are right now in, in terms of, being ready tomorrow or is that one of those we don't know until we walk into the gym man i think they'll be ready you know i text yeah. with uh, all the guys saturday night late saturday night i text everybody and and just told them man you know i you know i i own it you know this can't happen and i you know i'll take the the ownership of this loss and um you know and then we'll grow from it and get better but you know we got a whole another second half of this league to go we got five home games we got we got to start playing better at home and finishing games at home uh, that comes Tuesday. You guys are off tomorrow. Get some rest. And then, you know, you have a good day of preparation. And then you get ready to, to play, you know, another good team. But uh, our resolve has been good uh, all year. Uh, you know, you look at the, the Ken Palm numbers. We're second in our league in defense. We're fourth in our league in offense. Uh, the one number on offense that really is kind of biting us is our free th- the free throw line. Right. And uh, in the three-point line, it's just something we have struggled with this year. Uh, but we are very efficient because we don't turn it over. 
Uh, you know, our two-point field goal percentage is good. Um, and so we just got to get better in those two areas. You know, we just haven't shot the free throw line well at home. 11 for 21 against Bradley, 50% the other night. You know, one for 10 in the second half. Um, it just, it's just hard to win against right. really good teams that way. You look at Bradley when we beat them at home, where we go, 20 for 26 or right. 23 for 26. Uh, we got to the line and we made them. Um, but, I, you know, our guys have fought through a lot this year. Uh, we're right in the middle, right there in the middle of the pack in the league. Uh, we got a chance to still trend upwards, you know, to that top third. Uh, we got to play well because this, this, these next two weeks will, will dictate a lot in that regards. But it starts with just the next game. We just yeah. need to win the next game and then, and then go from there. But I think we'll be ready to go. I know the coaches are excited. I'm ready to get back uh, into the gym. We had a great crowd Saturday, and hopefully everybody's back out there again Tuesday night. I've always found that the, the student athletes, they're resilient. They, 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 move, they move on quicker probably than, than we, we all do. But you're right, there was some great play in that game. And uh, what a great crowd we had Saturday night. That was uh, 6,700 was our largest crowd. Again, I think Racer Nation understands the, the league that we've moved up into here. There's a lot of people that understand what's, what's going on here. So to have that many people come out the other night, I thought was great. We'll need a great crowd Tuesday night because you got Illinois State coming in. And, uh, you, know, you know, Ryan, their head coach, he's, he's a good coach. they got a good team, and it's going to be a tough game too. Yeah, and then, you know, hopefully we can play a complete 40 minutes and, and then move on, you know, from that. And so, but we're ready to go and ready to get back. And, um, you know, obviously Saturday uh, – You'd have been better off being a night game because the night would have been shorter. Uh, you <laughs> but, but you wouldn't have slept, maybe. Yeah, so. but I didn't sleep in, 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 in the game. He never sleeps three, anyway. So you know, and you great. don't sleep anyway with four kids, and everybody <laughs> wants to be in your bed anyway, so you don't sleep. Uh, but I told my staff, I said, the thing that even – I mean, this is just me. The thing that stinks even more is when you have young kids and you have a 1 o'clock game, there's nothing better than winning because you've got the whole day to spend with them and, and do some family stuff when you lose it. It, it screws all that schedule up, and uh, but part of it. Yeah. What's the takeaway? Uh, we saw this team back in November when they were playing really well. They went yeah. through a rough stretch as well. They're on a little bit of an upswing. Uh, what do we expect out of them tomorrow night? Man, you know, uh, kind of like mini Big Ten basketball. You know, yeah. real discipline on both ends of the floor. Uh, Going to try to really drive the ball. We got to be great in our gaps. Got to keep the ball to the paint. Got to rebound the basketball. You know, Burford and Banks are trying to get downhill. Uh, Foster is a load up, uh, up front, and then just another physical uh, Missouri Valley game where you got to be tough at the rim. He's Steve Prohm, head coach of the Murray State Racers. We'll see you tomorrow night. See you guys. All right, there's Coach Prohm, 7 o'clock tomorrow night at the bank, Murray State and <laughs> Illinois State at the CFSB Center. We come back, we'll talk yeah. with junior forward Nick Ellington, and we will do that next. You are listening to the Racer Report live, live from the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Welcome back to the Racer Report live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined now by Murray State Junior Forward Nick Ellington. First and foremost, and then we can put it to bed. How are you guys doing uh, collectively as, as a team after uh, a rough Saturday afternoon with the game that I know you guys all probably thought you had in the back? Um, mentally, I say we're, I'm not going to stress over it. Um, it definitely is a bad loss when you um, we're up 20 and then you just kind of let it get away, but we're just not going to um, let that affect us. You, you got to turn the page. Yeah. You've been playing great uh, the last couple of weeks, highlighted by that 29-point uh, career game uh, up at UIC. You've been in double figures for the last five games. 
thinking my math's right, you're shooting 74% from the field in the last five games after you had a little bit of a rough patch there uh, right around the first of the year, I think at Evansville and, and Missouri State, had some foul trouble and, and weren't really into the scoring column. But what's working so well for you right now because you have been darn near automatic when we're able to get you the ball down on the post? Um, I'm just really going to give a lot of praise to my teammates and then the coaches. They've been putting in a lot of plays for me. They've been encouraging me a lot in practice. Like I said, it just really comes down to when you got a team behind you that is wanting you to score the ball and encourage you to keep shooting, it's kind of hard not to catch fire and then just kind of get a good feel for a game early. And how much fun was that UIC game, uh, just in terms of being on a heater like you were there to, to end up putting up 29? I know you wanted 30, but you, but you got 29 out of it. Yeah, it was definitely probably the most fun I've had this season. Just feel like everything I put up was um, was, was, was going good. in. Yeah, and then, well, I had like four dunks that game, so it was definitely a great, great experience. And then I was able to um, play for, um, for my middle school coach, Coached me um, through sixth to eighth grade. She um, moved to Chicago, so that was her first time seeing me play in some years. So it was definitely a great chance to, you know what I'm saying, show out and, for her. And then afterwards, we've got the great Marcellus Starks, who played for Coach Luther in the early 70s, um, played in the NBA, played overseas. He, he played in, in Italy for 12 years. And I was so glad for him to be there. He was, he was also there, Terry Love, one of, one of our Hall of Famers from football. He was there, too. It's amazing wherever we go, we have these guys and other people who are uh, Murray State grads, and sometimes they played, they'll show up at our games. But you got a chance to meet Marcellus. Well, what, what did Marcellus tell you? He was really encouraging you uh, afterwards. You guys talked for a while. Yeah, he was really just saying he um, liked my game, and we um, definitely could um, get some work in, work on some footwork things, and then just kind of get better over this uh, next summer and put me in the um, gym with a lot of guys he knows. Definitely mm-hmm. helped me elevate my game. Yep, and that, that's a summer competition is what, what makes you better. But I want to just talk a little bit about the significance of this game uh, for Nick. And this was back, uh, let's see, that was, uh, well, okay, I've got the wrong game up here. I got the first time that we played UIC. Anyway, it was just a couple of weeks ago. Nick goes 13 of, um, 16. of 16, and those those 13 Field goals, you would think, okay, well, you know, we have – it's very rare this day in, in college basketball that you have someone uh, hit double figures in field goals. That doesn't happen every day. So, you, for you to get 13, the Murray State record is 17. I bet you didn't know that. No, and that's by two Hall of Famers. One is Garrett Bashir, which I think was 1952. And the other one, um, it wasn't Benny Purcell. It was another – no, it was Benny Purcell, like in 1954 – 17 field goals. So you weren't you weren't that far off. You you took 16 shots. It's just incredible. If 13 out of 16 doesn't happen every day. Well, I, I looked in the last 15 years. There have been five. It's happened five times where a Murray State player has scored at least 29 points, made at least 13 baskets. John Morant did it twice. KJ Williams, Jonathan Stark, and Nick Ellington. You're in pretty good company there. Yeah, that's some great company. <laughs> that was a heck of a day. Little applause by our, our live audience here. That just, uh, you know, I was like, make that free throw, dude. Get to 30. <laughs> Get to 30. <laughs> Get to 30. Because Murray State's last 30 point game was uh, Rob Perry at Valpo yeah. begin, beginning of last season. But uh, tell us about your family a little bit. You, you, you've, got, you've got some brothers and sisters now. And, uh, and our, our fans should know, too, that when we're on the road, we, uh, on the, the night before the game, we have our. Uh, 
our team meal, and we've been having one, one of the players every week just kind of get up and tell everybody about yourself and what, what is your why. So tell us about your family. Well, my family's just really been the biggest part of my life. Um, I'm not always like, conscious of how lucky I am for me to have a really big family and then everybody in my big family to be so connected and just be so willing to um, help each and every one of um, the kids in the family. So that's like a really big part of it from middle school, grade school, even um, high school, and then like just supporting me throughout my co- college career. They try to make as many games as possible. We're all in a family group chat. We all constantly check up on each other. Like the support is just honestly crazy. Um, like I said, just never really able to like realize how lucky I am for something like support like that from a lot of people. Tell us the names of your grandparents who were there Saturday. They, they saw you play in a Murray State game for the first time. Um, Nikki and um, Theophilus Shockley. That's my dad's mom and um, dad. So I was definitely happy that they were finally able to make a trip. Yeah, it's great. Big game tomorrow uh, with Illinois State. Uh, you guys ready to get back in the practice gym and get back to work, I assume, today? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of guys were in there yesterday getting shots up. I know I definitely made sure I got in there and got a lot of shots up, especially at the free throw line. So we're definitely ready to get back to work. You've done great last couple of weeks. Let's keep it going tomorrow night against Illinois State. Thanks for coming on. Preesh. Thanks, Nick. Right. Appreciate There's it. Nick Ellington. Sometimes I get a preesh. Sometimes I get a full appreciate. <laughs> we'll take a preesh today. He's Nick Ellington. We'll see you tomorrow Thanks, at the bank Nick. as uh, Murray State takes on Illinois State at 7 o'clock. We come back on the Racer Report live. It's her favorite time of the week. Murray State women's basketball coach Rochelle Turner will join us. That's coming up next. We're live at the Hop Hound Brew Pub. Welcome back to the Racer Report live at the Hop Hound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined now by Murray State women's basketball coach Rochelle Turner after the Racers with a split last week, 75-70 over SIU on Friday and then uh, falling to Missouri State yesterday, 84-74. We'll start with the good from from Friday night. Um, uh, A slow first half for you guys, but then uh, we finally, you dropped it into gear there, especially offensively and able to get a win over a team that was physical with you guys and uh, and able to get get the win over the Salukis. Yeah, the way we played in the second half uh, Friday night is is the way the system is supposed to work. You know, get after them, get up and down the floor, get up shots. I think we scored 52 points in the second half, and and that and that's what we're about. And when we play that way and, and we continue to maintain pace, then we we make it difficult on uh, on the other teams. But uh, uh, credit to them, they I thought they played really well. They took us out of our game in the first half. We were just fortunate that we were able to turn the tables and uh, and get the win. Certainly the highlight of the night, uh, aside from the win, Caitlin Young uh, joining that 2,000-point club. And I know we talked about it after the game, but uh, for this audience that may not have heard your comments, uh, obviously just a, a special night uh, for a, a special player. Yeah, she's elite. I mean, not very many people um, in the nation in NCAA Division One basketball women score 2,000 points. So for her to be able to do that is just accumulation of everything she's done in the last four years. And she'd be first to tell you she couldn't do it without without her teammates. I mean, they're the ones that pass the ball. When you're a post player, you have to rely on other people to get you the ball. And so I think that uh, she definitely would give would give them the credit. But um, I'm, just, I'm just proud of who she is as a person and a teammate and, um, you know, just proud of her for that accomplishment. You know, um, she's lefty. She, is she shooting enough for you? I, I was well, just thinking it depends on the is game because okay, we only got seven shots off yeah. uh, yep. yesterday, mm-hmm. so that would be a no. Our post players, <laughs> neither one of our post players, um, Hannah didn't get enough shots yesterday either. So, but I mean, they're keying on them. I mean, our mm-hmm. our best players and our top scores are post. 
And so keying on them has been something, you know, that they're doing. And, you know, the, as we get deeper into conference play, playing the top echelon of teams, I mean, when you have bigger players and athletes and, you know, they can do things to you that, that take things away from you. And, and that's kind of what we saw yesterday in the second half is we weren't able to play at our pace. Just one other thing about that. Everybody has to understand at this point in, in any conference you're playing, there are no more secrets anymore. <laughs> no, it, there, they, there's they, no they, secrets. They, 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 you almost know your opponent better than they know themselves and vice versa, right? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they know, you know, you can look at a stat sheet and know who you need to take away, who's going to take the most spots. Uh, you know, with technology right now, you can get on synergy, and I could tell you every shot that Hannah's taken all year long, and if she makes them from the right wing better than the left wing, if she's better straight up, what her percentages are. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it it's, it's definitely uh, makes the game more difficult, but we you have to find a way around it, and uh, that's something that, that uh, you know, players have to do, coaches have to do, because sometimes the players just have to go make a play. We have seen you've lost three or four, and the three losses are to tippy-top teams in this league, so there's certainly no, no crime in that. But at the same time, have you seen something that is red flaggish for you of, like, this is not – this is – this isn't just us losing to maybe better basketball team. Yesterday, obviously, 28 turnovers is a giant flag that uh, I'm sure didn't go well with dinner last night. But uh, just in terms of, of the overall development of where you guys are right now, uh, where are you in this little stretch right now? Well, I think it's what game you pinpoint. If you want yeah. to go back to you and I, we didn't play well. We didn't right. play hard, and we got beat. We yeah. got what we deserved. Played great at Drake. I mean, just... you scored 98 points at yeah. Drake on the road. You expect to win the game. Yeah. They scored 107. Hats off to them. Congratulations. Last night was all about possessions, and 28 times we didn't get a shot off because we threw it to the other team. And, and that can't happen. Uh, it just cannot happen. And, uh, and that, uh, in, in a nutshell, I went back and I watched the game several times, and I was complaining about their effort in the second half. And there were times I felt like that we didn't give perfect effort. But we, we handed them the basketball 16 times we – you know, gave them the basketball because we were dribbling too much or were making right. bad passes. We set illegal screens. Uh, I thought of the 28 turnovers, two of them were not turn. I, I didn't think that, that twice the two walks were called. I didn't feel like we're walks. Sure. So that means 26 times we gave the other team the ball. <laughs> right. So, I mean, Still it just goes to tell you. And so uh, the way we play in the, in the possessions and the shots and things that we need to do, we can't get to our number if we if we give it back to them 28 times. And they took advantage of every turnover. Right. Every turnover led to points for them. And uh, that was what was most disappointing because we turned them over 26 times. So that's pretty darn good. I think that's probably the highest turnover rate we've had all year. But then again, we didn't give ourselves a chance because we gave it right back to them. So that, that was the most frustrating thing. And you, you, you know, you have an opportunity at home to, to beat one of the best teams in the conference. You play well in the first half. You don't, you know, and, and then you just come out and you just really never get into any sense of rhythm or anything. And you lose the game by 10 and you go back and you look at the stats and you're like, there's no reason we lost that game. Right. And that's what's so frustrating because there are no days off. There are no easy buttons out there. And the next seven games are going to be against the top teams in the yeah. conference. So. You can't breathe. Uh, you, can't, you, know, you can't really do anything other than say, eyes up, next play. 
We'll talk about that next game, which is Friday at Belmont. When we come back with Rochelle Turner, we are at the Hot Pound Brew Pub for Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub. Jeff Didwell and Dave Winder, along with Murray State women's basketball coach uh, Rochelle Turner. Uh, we talk about the easy button and, and no easy button. The seven games this month against six teams with winning records. The team with the losing record, SIU, took you to the wire on, on Friday night. I think uh, my math was right, 43 and 18 is the conference uh, number uh, for those seven teams that you're going to be facing coming up. Uh, in terms of this stretch right now where, again, only one game this week and one game in 12 days, with the system and hey, we've been pushing and just going and going and going, is this a welcome break, A, for, hey, let's reset and, and, and work on us and try to get us better, but also – hey, let's get some legs back maybe that in the, the dog days of the season here that everybody can sort of take a deep breath? Yeah, for sure. You know, we, we want to do rest and recovery and, and take care of our players as much as possible. But I think we need to get back to us. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, sometimes you get so caught up in the scouts and you get so caught up in it's conference play and you're just doing any little thing that you think can be an advantage just to help you win by half a point. I mean, you just want to, you want to stack those wins so bad that sometimes our focus goes away from where it needs to be. Right now we need to focus on Murray State women's basketball. We need to focus on getting back to doing the things that helped us be successful up until this point. We need to figure out some ways to offset people trying to slow us down. I mean, that's like Friday night. SIU would break the press, pull it out, and they're going to click, tick, 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 and they're going to run that clock, and they're going to limit those possessions. I felt like Missouri State was the same way. I thought, like, they could have attacked us more off our pressure, but they're not going to. And they're going to make us guard 6-3, 6-1. Right. You know, they're going to make us guard that. And uh, and so when games turn into a half-court game, it, it answers the question of why is she crazy enough to play this way? Well, last night's second half was a perfect example of why we can't play half-court basketball in this league. We're not built for it. Right. And so we've got to get back to kicking up the gears, getting more shots up figuring out a way to uh, maintain pace even when others don't want us to. You know, I always equate everything to baseball. Travis would, would love – he loves that about me, I'm sure. Baseball, I always say you got to get them on, get them over, get them in. Basketball, make them miss, get the rebound, get it out. Is that is that too simple? No, it's not, it's not at all. Is it as simple as and, that? You know, and again, if, if – a lot of people, I'm sure, have a lot of questions and – in those type of things, I don't even care that we give up 30 points in a quarter, and I know that's crazy. <laughs> if we just scored our normal amount, right. we would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, if they 11. score 30, right. we score 20, 22, we're fine. And, again, we're getting back to it's all about your right. team. Yes. And, but, yeah, you can't score just 11. Right. We don't score. We can't set our pressure. We don't rebound. We can't, uh, we can't run. We turn the ball over. We don't even have a chance to throw it up there and maybe get an offensive rebound or maybe get to the foul line because the ball's in the stands or the ball's being handed to the other team and they're shooting it. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, that, you know, bad things happened yesterday. But ultimately, after watching it, the film, it goes back to the turnovers and we've got to figure out a way. And I'm not – you know, we could stay in the gym from now till Friday night and I don't know if there's enough turnover drills, you know – to do to make us better i just think it's going to have to be a mindset and a mentality from our players that this basketball is precious we have to take care of it and we have to make sure we get it up on the glass at least once every possession 
young lady sitting here. We're going to talk to her in a minute. Hannah McKay uh, scored her 1,000th point. You, blessed with some, some big-time scores, uh, and, and certainly one of the uh, young women who's helped turn this program around uh, in your time here uh, as she's still got hopefully a lot of basketball left to play here uh, in her senior season. But uh, what can you say about Hannah and the impact she's had not only on this team this season but in her four years here with the Racers? Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the main reasons that the program is turned around and, and Murray State women's basketball is getting the respect that we, that we are at this point is Hannah. Uh, relentless, go-hard kid. Uh, she's going to give you 110% all the time. She is going to play through pain. People have no idea. We don't talk about it, what she goes through on a, on a daily basis to play. She, she is going to run the floor as hard as anybody's ever ran the floor, and she's going to do everything that she possibly can do to help us be successful. And we were talking earlier about Caitlin's 2,000 points. Caitlin gets a lot of those points because Hannah runs the floor as hard as she does. Hannah runs the floor, takes the defense with her, and here comes Kate in for the trail. And, no, we don't write down Hannah and assist in the record books, but I promise you her head coach, Caitlin, and the other team and everybody else understands that we got those points because that's how hard Hannah runs the floor. But, uh, you know, just a, just a great kid, great teammate, you know, sacrifices, like I said, her body and everything for our team. And, um, you know, she may get mad at me for saying this, but, um, you know, Hannah's getting married two weeks after graduation. So you talk about graduating, getting your classes done, doing everything Coach Turner asked me to do, and planning a wedding. That's a lot. Yep. That's a lot. But, you know, she, she controls it. She, she's always there. She, you know, she, she's always locked in. And, um, and uh, I just think that that tells you a lot about who she is. But uh, we were very blessed, you know, four years ago when she said yes and because of our unique relationship, it'll senior night's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Real fast before we let you get out, uh, Haven Ford, and we talked about it the other night, it's just four games in a row. She's stacking career high scoring uh, on top of one another. Um, struggled with the turnovers like a lot of people did last night, but still get you four steals and uh, a bunch of assists and rebounds. When I looked at the, at the minutes, you know, it, it, she was second on the team in minutes uh, behind Caitlin. It just felt like your trust in her continues to grow uh, exponentially as the season long as her produ- production continues to grow. Uh, she's just she's been something special so far. She has, and I, and I think that the ultimate reason why is because she just plays. Yeah. We finally got the foot off the ga- or foot off the brake and the foot on the gas, and that's what we needed her to do because she is a good basketball player. She is a high IQ kid. She has physical abilities that other people don't with her speed and her 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 strength when she's going to the basket. But she's just playing, and I think that some of, some of the rest of us need to start kind of with right. that mentality. You know, we're worried about this, worried about that. Just play. Just play as hard as you can. Something good may happen, something bad may happen, but just keep playing. And I think that she's finally caught on to that mindset. And, of course, when you're talented and you're playing with confidence and you're playing, understanding that coach just wants you to go and make plays, then, you know, that releases a lot of the pressure. But she, she's been outstanding for us. And we're going to need her to continue to play well, especially this stretch. She's Rochelle Turner with Murray State Women at Belmont on Friday night. Good luck. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jeff. All Thank right. you, Rochelle. There's Rochelle Turner. We come back. We'll talk with Murray State senior forward Hannah McKay. That is next. You're listening to the Racer Report Live at the Hop Hound Brew Pub. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the Hop Hound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder, along with Murray State senior forward Hannah McKay. Welcome. Uh, recently. 
last night. Honored for your 1,000th career point. Scored that uh, at Evansville a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a great milestone for, for anybody to hit on the collegiate level, but probably especially uh, special for you to do it in Evansville, near your hometown of Owensboro. Had a lot of folks there. What was, what was that moment like for you to hit 1,000 and to do it in front of so many friendly faces? Um, it was really special. Uh, that's always been a goal of mine. And um, it was, I mean, I couldn't thank my teammates enough for, uh, you know, they have a lot of trust in me and they get me the ball, so I couldn't do it without them. As a senior, forget all of the, the post-school activities you've got coming down the pike coming up, but with your senior season, we're over the halfway hump now and we're winding down. H- have you started soaking in any part of, like, man, this is the last time I'm going to play here. This is the last time I'm going to do this. Has that, has that settled into your brain at all yet that it's winding down? Uh, yes, most definitely. Just, I mean, even Friday night, Caitlin was like, this is our last time being able to wear gold because they're sending them off for senior night. So, you know, it's, it's really special, and I'm gonna be, it's going to be tough when it's over. But, I mean, I can't think about that right now. We have a lot of basketball left to play. Right, right now, I think you, you're going to have a really good sense of when, when this season – does finally end that you you left it all in the court because you know Rochelle talked about how hard you play out there tell us a little bit you know come out of Owensboro Catholic you were a great player 1700 points uh, in your career Uh, I think you had more than 900 rebounds in in your high school career tell us about where that sense of uh, playing hard comes from where where did you find that who were the people in your basketball life that uh, caused you to have that work ethic um, first, I would say probably my uh, high school coach, Michael Robertson. He had a lot of trust in me, and I think a lot of it also growing up, I grew up with two older brothers, so they were uh, pretty hard on me. So they like to take the credit of why I'm tough and why I play hard all the time. So I would say, and just my family, I mean, they're my biggest supporters. So, I mean, just my family and my coach, high school coaches also. What's your brother? What are your brother's names? And how much older are they? Um, Hunter. And Bailey. Hunter's 27, and Bailey is 25. And you're how old now? 22. 22. So was that like uh, driveway games, basketball in the driveway, and they just Survival used to beat up, uh, beat up little sister? Is that what happened? I mean, pretty much. I got pushed off trampolines, shot in the head with BB guns, all kinds of things. So they <laughs> like to take the credit. In terms of playing hard, uh, how different has this year been in terms of I thought I was playing hard before, but now – this crazy coach we have has decided we're going to play 100 miles an hour all the time. What has that been like as an adjustment for you? You know, I'm, I'm here for it because, I mean, that's how I've always liked to play. I like to get out fast and run the floor. So I think it's really helping us because last year I don't feel like we got off enough shots. So I think it's given different people opportunities to score the ball. So I'm here for it. I think all of that kind of came about as almost as soon as the season was over. Could you take us back to, like, the, the first team meeting when Coach Turner goes, all right, let me lay this on you. And she went through the whole thing about how you're going to reinvent the way the team plays. Take us back to that moment and what you were thinking, what everybody was thinking. You know, I think, I think as a team, everyone was like, is this serious? Like, I think everyone was like kind of freaking out. But I think we just, I mean, it's, you got to grow and you got to work at it every day. So I think now that we've all, all bought in, I think it's really going to help us throughout the stretch. You guys have such a, uh, strong interior unit with you and with Caitlin and with Ava Learn. And it's like, doesn't matter which two of the three of you together, uh, whatever combination has been so great this year. There's been times she throws all three out there at the same time. Uh, what has, 
worked so well for you guys? And obviously you've been alongside Caitlin for years, but Ava coming in, how has she sort of fit into it? And, and what makes those three different combinations of the two of you so good, especially in this system? You know, uh, Ava is a huge impact on this team, and it, it's very helpful to, like, you know, get a sub every now and then and get off because we're playing so fast. So um, it's, it's, it's nice. I like, I like when Coach puts the big lineup out there. It's fun, it's fun, to, fun to play with them. Well, I want to get Ava on the show. She made a play yesterday. She caught it at the elbow. It was kind of falling away player in her face made the shot and she she's really a talented player she's probably the one i think has probably made the as far as the newcomers mm-hmm. of course haven's made a big difference too she's making more of a difference now than she was a month ago even and probably will be more a month from now but uh you know once you kind of got on the practice floor with ava just tell us about all the great things that uh, you you now know that she can do yeah you know i feel like me and ava play a lot alike she runs the floor just as hard, and um, I like that about her. She plays hard all the time. And, you know, that little fadeaway shot, that's, that's Ava's shot. So it sure is. She, she knocks that down 90, 99% of the time. Yeah. You guys are, are in a little bit of a, a scuffle right now. You went through this last year uh, as well, which was part of the reason now we're into the system and so on. How, how is this year maybe different, how you guys are handling it and how you feel like you're going to be able to respond coming out of this with, with a really tough stretch coming up? You know, I think uh, these last few losses, um, we just didn't give 100% effort the whole time. I mean, the team that plays hard the whole time is most likely going to win the game. So I think that we just need to focus on our effort. And, you know, I told Coach last night, I said, we're going to be fine. So. We're four months away from the wedding. Uh, what's left? Um, I mean, we're planning pre- done. We're pretty much done, yeah. So right. it's taken taken a lot of stress off my shoulders. I bet it has. <laughs> I bet it has. Well, congratulations on the future nuptials. Congratulations on a thousand points, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. We know you guys will do great things. Thank you. All right, there's Hannah McKay, Murray State senior forward. We come back on the Racer Report live. We will wrap things up live here at the Hot Pound Brew Pub. Welcome back to the Hot Pound Brew Pub as we wrap things up on the Racer Report Live. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder has uh, got two games for the men, Dave, uh, and that will start tomorrow uh, at home uh, as Illinois State rolls back into town 7 o'clock at the bank. It's also Greek night, so we have a lot of things planned. I think there's a big uh, uh, tug-of-war thing going on at halftime. That's always a lot of fun. Yeah. So it would be great to have our Greek organizations at the game uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that's a 7 o'clock tip. Uh, we're on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, the great Tom Ackerman from KMOX in St. Louis will be there. And, of course, the guru of uh, Valley basketball, Kevin Lehman, will be uh, on color tomorrow night. Great. But, uh, and then it's, uh, it's, a, it's a Friday plane flight uh, out of Kyle Oakley Field. Get up to Cedar Falls and then play uh, another 1 o'clock Saturday game at Northern Iowa. And then the Murray State women's team, like we said, they got a little bit of time this week. Uh, to kind of, you know, figure out uh, some things and maybe get their legs back underneath them. And then uh, their game on, uh, let's see. Women? Friday. Women on Friday. Yep. And, uh, and then, but the thing is, you got, like we said, the competition is so good in both leagues. I, I'm enjoying it immensely. I don't know if our head coaches are joining <laughs> it that much because right. it, it's like, you either win or you lose. There's right. really there's really no other it's very, stat. It's very there's, black and white. It, it doesn't matter all this. You either win or you lose. And if you lose, you got to try to shake it off. If you win, you got to try to build some momentum and get it, keep it going. And to Steve's point uh, from earlier on, there's no t- whether 
you're on top of the world or at the bottom of the ocean. No time to dwell on it because in 72 hours you got another one rolling in, and that's where we are tomorrow. And it's interesting. The Missouri Valley has a, a head coach uh, Zoom every Monday. The media can get on there, and I, I watch it every uh, Monday morning. Believe me, every, every head coach is going through the same thing in this league because it's uh, highly competitive, and that's, that's part of the fun when we knew uh, the racers are going to join the Missouri Valley Conference uh, for men's and women's basketball. Some great games in this conference. Hopefully we'll have a, a great one tomorrow as, uh, again, Murray State and Illinois State, 7 o'clock at the CFSB Center. Dave Weiner, thanks for the time. Thanks, as always, thanks to all of you for listening today, and we will see you next Monday at the Hot Pound Brew Pub for the Racer Report Live.